it's like all parts of you the part that wants to go 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 and build a mm -hmm. career and serve and then that will grow in you and your soul and your heart you know your energy mind everybody is sitting at a conference table <laughs> and we want to listen deeply to everybody what does everybody need mm -hmm. what does everybody want and how can we come into alignment Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, a podcast for conscious creatives who are on the journey to reconnect with their authentic soul self. I'm your host, Mikolay Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each week, you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths, sharing their lessons, their wins, and how following their intuitive guidance has allowed them to show up authentically. Along with guest episodes, I'll be sharing my own creative journey, as well as the personal wisdom and insight I receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team. I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world, and with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity and abundance. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I hope you all are finding a good rhythm and flow in whatever aspects of your life that have been the most challenging these past couple of weeks or months, whatever the timeline is for you. Um, I know for me, Virgo season has really been teaching me some serious lessons around self-criticism, and judgment lessons around needing external validation and just, you know, re needing to reconnect with my soul's purpose and cosmic identity. I was, I was guided to really create a practice of self-devotion and, you know, it looks a bit different every day, but right now it's a lot of meditation. I've been going to the gym for about a week and a half now Getting my cardio up um, is something I've been wanting to do for a really long time, and I finally took action, and it's become my favorite part of my day. It's the first thing I do when I get out of bed. I stretch, and I go to the gym. <laughs> um, and it's also been a lot of self-reflection, singing, dancing, just finding gratitude in all the aspects of my authentic being that I have either taken for granted or not honored or paid attention to at all, and just just not being intentional with my life and, and my gifts. And my guides had a real deep heart-to-heart -heart with me. And I mean to tell you all, spirit is not playing with your girl at all. Um, I don't know if you all remember, a few episodes ago I shared that one of my affirmations was, my morning routine is to remember who the fuck I am because yesterday I forgot. And I'm realizing that came through to me before I really knew why it was coming through, or, or at least it has a, a different meaning to me now, as these things typically go. And I just really forgot, like, I forgot who I was. And so today I wrote out all the cosmic information that I know about myself to be true in regards to who I am at a soul level. And I was just like, as I was reviewing this list, I'm like, yeah, we have not been acting accordingly, like, at all. And 
I'm really now becoming aware of how important it is to cultivate a deep spiritual practice of self-devotion, really taking time to connect with myself at both a physical and spiritual level every day in some shape, form, or fashion. Like It literally is non-negotiable now because I think so much of who we are within our physical reality, within our physical being in vessel, like it's just crucial that we we make that connection with our soul self. We make that connection with our the origins of our soul and, and what it is that we came here to do and learn and experience because like that is what I'm realizing for me. Like that's the energy I need to ground into. Like that's the energy that I need to bring into my 3D reality and manifestation. And it's it's clicking now for me. It's clicking now for me. I'm really starting to understand that like, I'm not getting these pieces, these soul aspects of myself. Like, I'm not getting these pieces for no reason. Like, it's my job to really figure out how to connect with these versions of self and and ex- ex- express, like, how to integrate that into my self-expression. So in the next solo episode, I'm going to be sharing the transmission that I received. I had two huge, massive energetic shifts that came through during Labor Day weekend which is what I'm currently integrating now, but I can't wait to share it with you all what specifically came through that activated these energetic shifts and really forced me to come back home to myself, essentially. And then also, I just saw on Instagram, literally like today as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday, um, day before this <laughs> this airs, but um, the uh, Pisces full moon is coming up like this Saturday. And I was like, damn, is it full moon time already? I feel like we literally just had a full moon. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's the 10th, which is which is Saturday. And then there's it's also Mercury retrograde on the 9th. So this is really about to be a time of deep emotional shifts and reflection. So I'm feeling the energy right now is to still go slow, y'all. Like go slow be soft and just stay curious. That's that's the vibe for me. So I hope that supports you in some way within your reality and journey. Now, let's get into this week's guest, Winnie Chan Wang. Winnie is a, a lover of science and spirituality, and her vision is for all medicine to join as one. She is a trauma-informed licensed acupuncturist, teacher, shadow worker, Reiki, and shamanic towel healer, as well as a professor in acupuncture at Alhambra Medical University. She is passionate about empowering people with chronic pain to step into their source power to heal themselves, which I freaking love that. And she also co-authored a book called Honoring Darkness, which we get into in the interview, but I knew right away, as soon as I saw her extensive work in shadow work, that she would be an amazing guest for the show. And so I had so many just super resonant and timely takeaways. That's where every episode I go back to um, and listen, you know, to put out in preparation for each week to put out a show, like the conversation just aligns so deeply with what I'm experiencing at that time. So I really deeply loved and appreciated this episode and um, we talk a lot about resolving internal conflict 
which is probably going to be like so timely, especially with all these emotional, energetic activation that's coming up. Like, I'm sure that's probably going to be a very common theme for the collective. It's just like that internal conflict of do I feel into the emotion? Do I distract myself? Like, you know, do I go slow? Do I speed up? You know, it's like, it's just like that duality. So I think this episode is going to be really, really helpful for, for the collective. Um, and just, you know, allowing ourselves the space to be and do, but just finding harmony and not needing to, to feed into the, in the internal conflict. So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode with Winnie Chan Wang. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I am very deeply looking forward to this conversation. I'm just so curious as to what all is going to come up and show up and what, what wants to be um, shared and brought forth. Thank you so much for having me on this show. First of all, I want to take a moment and thank all the listeners for tuning in mm. because without you, there is no show. Mm -hmm. And I also want to thank Amikale for birthing on the cusp of something beautiful. Wow, thank you. Right? Let's just take a moment and really, you know, honor, appreciate the part of divine in Amikale that is guiding us and sharing with us. How do we discover the beauty and I have a secret <laughs> the secret to discovering the beauty is that it's not what we've done in the past it's not what it says on my resume it's not mm. that I have four science degree I'm I have two degrees from MIT, computer science, finance, wow. um, mar marketing from NYU, um, valedictorian of my med school. You know, none of that thing that is shiny and look real good on my resume mm -hmm. <laughs> actually matters. Mm. That's the truth. And also nothing that is in the future that we're worried about also matters. Mm to discover that beauty it's in the now <laughs> which is why i am so grateful that amikale allowed me to say okay let's just throw away all the scripts and everything and let's just be mm -hmm. in the now so i invite the audience to really just forget about all the emails you have to write later and forget about all the pain that you grew up in your childhood and every time your heart was broken, mm. just let that all go. Let's just all be here in the now so that we can be on the cusp of discovering mm. what is so beautiful about Amikale, about me, about you, about all things. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a deep breath together. Inhale. And exhale. Let's connect to the fact that the divine lives in every single one of us. And I'd like to draw your attention anatomically <laughs> to the divine temple that is in me and you and everyone. Okay. So if you 
put one hand on your belly button and you draw an imaginary line to the back. Okay, that's an acupuncture point called Mingmen. It means life gate. And you go down to the front, we have the pubic bone, and in the back, we have the coccyx. So this area in the lower abdomen, doctor and master Jigong Sha calls it the Zhong. Hmm. The Zhong is really, I think of it translates to the core when we do Pilates. Okay, engage your core, ladies. Hmm. So that is the location of our divine temple. So every time we want to connect to our beauty, our love, our power, all of our divine magic, it is as simple as putting the hand on the lower abdomen, breathing with intention to connect to the divine temple in us. And now if you are, anatomically a woman which means you have a uterus and a vagina congratulations <laughs> I absolutely love being a woman because I literally visualize my temple there you know mm. the, the a woman's reproductive organs it's like darkness within darkness it's the void mm. It's the birthplace of all creation. I call every client that come into my office, you know, a goddess, or mm. I can also call them a witch. But basically all of our manifestation and magic power come from this womb. You think about it, the ultimate magic being our ability to make a baby. Mm. Think about how miraculous it is. Mm -hmm. to grow a baby inside our organs right so it's really funny because I spent so many years of my life feeling fat and feeling I don't like my belly mm. and for all the listeners out there who have ever felt fat or I don't like my belly mm -hmm. I want to tell you a little secret if you think that you're fat and you don't like your belly you're basically cursing yourself hmm. because if you say I don't like my belly you're disconnecting from your divine temple how tragic right hmm. so let's all give up the practice of telling ourselves that we're fat or saying I don't like my belly let's really love honor appreciate worship this especially if you're a lady reproductive organs i'm mm -hmm. like oh man if i want my man or, or girlfriend whichever orientation that you are if i want anyone to worship me i get to worship myself because that's the law of karma right mm -hmm. what i what i do is what i attract mm -hmm. right so today we thought we'd dive a little bit into this topic of conflict. Right. Because I don't know about you and the listeners out there, but I have a lot of conflict all the time. <laughs> right? Because, okay, 
uh, there's a part of me that's the little girl and maybe the little girl wants to eat ice cream, watch Netflix and just lounge on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part of me that's the mother and she wants to go grocery shopping and cook and do all these things for the kids. And then there's a part of me that knows that I get to take care of this temple, which means Mm -hmm. I got to go do yoga, meditation, workout. And then there's a part of me that really loves to look good. Mm -hmm. And I want to write more books and go on more podcasts and teach more courses, you know, do more networking, uh, have more interactions with my clients and, Mm -hmm. and expand my career. And then there's a part of me that wants to just be, just be and breathe and relax. So there are all different parts of me. Some of them tell me, Winnie, you need more discipline. You need more structure. You need to get your ass off the couch and... (laughs) you know, go work out. Okay. (laughs) You need to go to more networking events. Mm -hmm. What you think money is going to fall from the sky. You need to do more to get more clients and, you know, get more degrees and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part of me that says, Winnie, you're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that needs fixing. And you can just sit, be still, and relax. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but inherently it seems like there's a conflict because there's a conflict between doing, which is the structure, the discipline, Mm -hmm. whether you apply it to working out or, um, you know, getting more clients, expanding your career. Or this part of you that just wants to surrender and trust the process and just relax. Mm-hmm. I have a question about that. Yeah. Because I feel like all these different parts that you kind of highlighted, right? Like the little girl and then the part that like wants to be more disciplined, wants to be more structured. And so I'm just curious for you as far as like balancing out all of those, because they're all val- valid, right? Like exactly. all of those thoughts, all of those aspects of yourself, they're all valid. So for you, like, what does it look like when trying to honor any one of those maybe voices or feelings or thoughts? So I'm going to quote something, a, a very classic concept in traditional Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. So there is the masculine, which we call yang. And then there's the feminine, that which we call yin. Mm-hmm. So in our body, that is the relationship between qi, which is energy, and blood, which is matter. Mm. Qi is something that has no form that we cannot see, you know, cannot smell, taste, all of those things. Mm-hmm. But matter, you know, well, I have some physical matter. My hands is a physical matter. My blood is a physical matter, right? Right. So there are things that I can see, touch, and feel. 
So what is the relationship between that which is formless and I cannot see and that is masculine and that which has form and that which is feminine? So in traditional Chinese medicine, we say that qi is the commander of blood. Mm. Mm. So what that means is qi controls blood and qi moves blood. So we have a soul. The soul is the boss. That's Dr. and Master Ji Gong Sha's teaching. The soul is the boss. So ultimately, we are led by our soul purpose. Mm -hmm. So what is the soul purpose? The soul purpose is to serve to serve you, serve me, and serve humanity. Mm -hmm. And then what is the relationship of blood to chi is that blood is the mother of chi. What that means is blood nourishes chi, blood anchors chi, black blood grounds chi. Mm. So what that means is we need the blood the yin, you know, to anchor, nourish, and ground the chi. So here is the masculine and the feminine principle explained because the masculine is the structure, the discipline. So that controls and moves our physical manifestation. Mm -hmm. But it is our physical manifestation that anchors, grounds, and nourishes the masculine. We want the discipline and the structure to control and to move our physical being, mm -hmm. but we want to appreciate and receive the physical being as a vehicle to anchor, to nourish, to ground our soul. Mm. So that means, yes, we want the discipline and the structure. And mm -hmm. yes, we also want to eat the chicken soup, to, <laughs> to lie on the couch and do nothing. We want mm -hmm. to do and we want to rest. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Tao symbol, mm -hmm. the one with the black fish and the white fish, when we do more, we also need more rest. Mm -hmm. And after rest, we can do more. Right. So actually they're not in conflict when we embrace that everything is impermanent. So doing turns into resting and resting turns into doing. Mm, I love so that. So structure and discipline turns into surrender, trusting and waiting and being. And then that in turn turns back into more structure and more discipline. Mm -hmm. mm. So the first principle is that the yin and yang are constantly transforming. Mm -hmm. The second principle is that they are interdependent on each other. And what that means is we need the chi to control and move the blood and we need the blood to anchor and ground the chi. So basically mm -hmm. we need the discipline and the structure so that we can rest and we need the rest so that we can have discipline and structure. Right. So they are actually interdependent 
we cannot separate them. Mm. And actually one grows into the other. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if you look at the Tao symbol, within the black fish is the white dot and within the white fish is the black dot. Mm -hmm. What that means is that within work, there is rest, there is stillness, mm -hmm. and within stillness, there is also growth, movement. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, we can embrace both at all times. So what that looks like for me is, okay, let's say I have a lot of work on my laptop, but maybe I can bring my laptop to my favorite coffee shop or try many different coffee shops and enjoy all kinds of lattes, mm -hmm. or I can bring my laptop to the beach so that there can be work within play and play within work. Or maybe I invite a couple of friends over and so that I, I can work, but also be in this energy of my friends. Mm -hmm. I can be love at the same time. Mm. Another way is maybe there are all these classes that I can take and maybe I can take it while I'm going on a walk or maybe while I'm relaxing on the chair. Who says that I have to, you know, sit up properly on a chair to take mm. these classes, right? Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes I actually take my classes uh, while I'm sitting in a bathtub with like Epsom salt. <laughs> so, you know, guys, when I'm on Zoom and I turn my camera off, <laughs> You're in the tub. <laughs> I'm in the tub or I'm, I'm out walking in nature or I'm, I, I'm like with my eyes closed and, you know, mm -hmm. on the couch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it sounds like to me, it just really comes down to like giving ourselves permission to really step outside of the box to kind of more or less like step outside of that structure, the structure that we've been taught, at least, you know, there is still some form to it, but it's our, it's our interpretation, you know, what that looks like, like you said, instead of us sitting up straight at our office desk, you know, have to do, having to do it the quote unquote right way, like maybe, yeah, maybe it is taking a walk, or going to the beach or at the bar or whatever, you know. Um, so I find that very interesting. And I was curious too, when you were talking about just like the Tao, um, what I was getting out of that is that like that work, that resting turning into doing and the doing turning into resting seems very much like our natural state you know and so you know we we're talking about this idea of like this internal conflict or and sometimes maybe it's external conflict so I'm just curious like where do you feel like that point of confliction comes into where now we're wrestling with these two aspects of ourselves that are actually very innate yeah that's a great question so the old me think that time is finite mm oh my God, I only have 24 hours a day and I mm -hmm. only have seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And here are all the things I want to do. I want to do yoga. I want to cook. I want to take classes. I want to rest. I want to watch TV. I want to go to the beach. How can I do so many things when I only have 24 seven? Mm -hmm. If that's the way I think, which is I have finite resources mm. and there are a lot of things that I want, mm -hmm. then that creates a lot of conflict because conflict arises from scarcity. Yes. Wow. Yes. Right. 
So another frame of mind is my teacher, Master Wulin, says the purpose of life is to experience love. Mm-mm. I'm going to say that again and invite everyone to close their eyes as if they are receiving a transmission or a download. So I'm going to go ahead and turn on all of my being. The purpose of life is to experience love. Mm. Okay, so that was a download or transmission for anybody who wants to receive it over over Mm. the air. But basically, if I look at life as I am just here to experience love, then in the now, I just close my eyes and I ask myself, how can I experience love in this moment? Mm-hmm. Does it feel like yoga? Does it feel like the beach? Does it feel like cooking? Does it feel like, you know, taking a class? Wow. And sometimes I can be creative, like combining two of the things. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I can take a class and go for a walk. And, you know, I have this intent of taking care of my body. There's the exercise, there's the diet, there's the work and all of these things. Mm -hmm. When I ask the question, how can I experience love in this moment? Then I, what I really am doing is listening to my soul, heart, mind, energy, body, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes literally this happens is like, what I really think I should do is go work out, but my body says I'm really hungry, (laughs) right? So if that moment I made myself go work out, Mm -hmm. then that little girl in me is like WTF. Hey, I'm hungry over here. I've been crying and you don't feed me when I'm hungry. So what I learned is that I don't matter and you don't value me. Mm. I'm unworthy of your attention, your love and food. Yeah. And then there are other times when I feel like I should do these emails. And in that moment, that little girl says, I'm really sleepy and I'm tired. If you make me stay up and write these emails, then you're basically ignoring my cries. And again, that I don't matter. And, you know, you don't care about me. Mm. So imagine that it's like all parts of you, the part that wants to go, go, go and build a Mm -hmm. career and serve. And then that little girl in you and your soul and your heart, you know, your energy, mind, everybody is sitting at a conference table. (laughs) And we want to listen deeply to everybody. What does everybody need? Mm -hmm. What does everybody want? And how can we come into alignment? Mm. I'm wow. a mother. I'm a mother. And I'll tell you one parenting mistake I make so that none of you will make this. <laughs> I used to think that I am the mother I know better than my child. Uh-huh. 
I'm the boss and you have to listen to me. Mm -hmm. It was so funny because then it created a conflict with my daughter and we would enter these power struggles Mm -hmm. where she keeps saying, mom, you never listen to me. I'm not important to you. And then I'm thinking WTF, how can I not listen to you? How can you be not important to me? I mean, Mm -hmm. I breastfed you for so long. I made all these sacrifices for you. How dare you say, I don't, I don't listen to you. You don't matter to me. This is all BS, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. But what I realized it's true. What she says about me is true because I really haven't listened to her enough. Mm-hmm. So humility is seeing everything as divine, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, the yang is the commander, but the yin is the mother, right? So we might think that the commander is the boss and we have to listen to the boss. Yes, we listen to the boss, but the the yin is the mother. We also want to listen to the mother. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea that all the parts of us show up to this conference table and we don't have to enter a power struggle. That there is a way for harmony. Mm-hmm. There is a way we can learn, you know, in in the old days, I used to get really triggered by the word negotiation and compromise. Hmm. I used to think that, you know, if you want sushi and I want steak, you know, the compromise is, okay, one time we'll go to the sushi restaurant, one time we'll go to the steak restaurant. So 50% of the time you're happy and 50% of the time I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But now... I feel that we can sit down and have a conversation where you said, well, the reason why I really want to go to a sushi restaurant is because I really love fish and fish makes me smarter. And I sit down and I say, well, the reason why I really want to eat steak is because I am iron deficient and I really need the iron to function. Mm -hmm. And so instead of thinking we either go to a sushi restaurant or a steak restaurant, it's maybe we go grocery shopping (laughs) and then we cook at home. We Mm -hmm. buy fish and steak, right? Mm -hmm. So you can get, you know, the omegas and make you smarter and I can get my iron and pump up my blood, right? So Mm. when we listen Instead of, no, 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 I have to go to a sushi restaurant. No, 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 I have to go to the steak restaurant. You don't understand how important it is for me to go to a sushi restaurant. No, you don't understand how important mm-hmm. it is for me to go to a steak restaurant. It's like, okay, let's take a deep breath together. <laughs> Explain to me why you really want to go to a sushi restaurant. Explain mm-hmm. to me why you really want to go to a steak restaurant. And really come from a place of, I really want, to take care of your needs. Mm. And what is a win for you is a win for me. So instead of entering a power struggle, feeling like 
the world has scarcity, well, either you win or I win. Right. One of us has to be right. Yeah. One of either either we you win or I win by choosing which restaurant we go to. But when we think creatively outside the box, well, we can cook or you know we can eat at a restaurant that serves both. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, it's so funny too when you were talking about you know like all these parts of ourselves sitting at a conference table. It's so funny because that's literally how I imagine my, like just my entire cosmic team. Like it's just this long table of all these guides, you know, and they're conferring with each other, blah, blah, blah. And so when you were in that moment though, when you were talking about that and you were just kind of lay, laying out that visual, I was like, oh, it just kind of clicked for me. And I saw this, this image of like us, you know, being at the head of this table, we have our, you know, we have our team, our guides, whatever, our, these other aspects of ourselves around around the table but I just got like this image of like very queenly or kingly energy and like listening to everyone's input listening you know that like that very like kind of monarchical like okay let me listen to everyone's side and then I'll make the best decision where we can all find common ground and I'm like that's like that's it that's the process and I think too even going back to the you know going back to the DAOs like it's like having that moment of feminine energy where I'm just going to sit and listen and just and just see what comes up for me and see how we can creatively find a solution where everyone is happy and it was just a very powerful kind of like moment of bringing all of that together I was like okay that makes a lot of sense to me you know and, and just finding space and peace to listen to ourselves listen to our needs and then really coming up with that creative solution that may be a little out of the box more often than not right it's going to be outside of how we're used to showing up or solving problems or whatever um, but no, yeah, I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, so I'd like to share with you and the listeners about how I cultivated the ability to receive. Hmm. Because it's, well, it's not very difficult, but it's also not very easy. Mm-hmm. It's not very difficult in the sense that if you are committed to listening, you will. Mm. if you're committed to really showing up to being the queen like you said and that's why I trademark queen of compassionate transformation and I have this online community called compassionate transformation because literally I'm like if I can become a queen of compassionate transformation then all the listeners can become king and queen of compassionate transformation too Mm. it requires a commitment it requires that you show up and say, yes, mm-hmm. enough is enough. I'm not going to be a drama queen. I'm not going to create conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find love, peace, and harmony in this moment. And Ooh. I'm going to surround myself with people who will support me and guide me. And I can also share my gift. Mm-hmm. So guide and be guided both ways mm-hmm. to this compassionate transformation. Mm. So I say it's not difficult because all it takes is you saying yes, showing up and being committed. Mm-hmm. It's also not very easy because most of us have learned to judge what's good and what's bad. Most of us like to deny, avoid, reject, 
parts of us that we don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote a book. You know, it's called Honoring Darkness. Yes. Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. Yes, let's dig into that. Yeah, because literally one day I said, if I died in three months, what is the gift I want to leave behind for humanity? And out came this book. Wow. From start to finish, it was three months. Because, you know, one time I had a male client, he's 61 years old, and he's cultivated all kinds of Buddhist levels, whatever, meditation and mm -hmm. stillness, no thought. And he asked me this question. He said, Winnie, what is self-love? Does that mean buying a bottle of lotion and putting it on myself? <laughs> <laughs> and it stuck with me forever because I'm like, boy, I really want to know what self-love is so I can guide this man that self-love isn't buying a bottle of lotion and putting it on yourself. <laughs> self-love is this unconditional love that no matter what shows up, even if you turn into a monster, even when you're so angry, you want to murder the other person, even when you're so heartbroken, you want to kill yourself, just no matter what, this commitment to loving yourself no matter what. Mm. So in the book, I shared about literally the darkest parts of myself, you know, mm -hmm. my childhood trauma and rape and divorce and parental alienation and suicidal thoughts and all of these darknesses mm. that I've been through. Yes, including murderous rage. Mm. And how I found love and compassion for myself, right? So it doesn't mean that it doesn't give me the permission to go out and hurt other people or hurt myself for that matter. Mm -hmm. The goal is to find compassion and validate myself. Yeah, if you put 10 people in my shoes, 10 people will have the experience of grief, anger, shame, unworthiness, fear. All of these emotions happen because our body generates chemicals mm -hmm. and all of these chemicals generate because we have these thoughts and all of us would have these thoughts because we lived in this matrix and we've been programmed mm -hmm. to judge to have these thoughts right so the gift of this book really is a systematic work to shadow work mm -hmm. So that there are these 10 shadows that I identified. And if you simply read every chapter and do every exercise at the end of the book, you too can learn to overcome your fear of fear, your shame of shame, your anger mm. of anger. Because how often do we get angry when we are angry? Mm -hmm. We feel shame that we are in shame. You know, it's kind mm. of like the... the the thing the thought that keeps perpetuating and growing and that's why we feel stuck yeah so the book is really a gift for you to look into yourself while you relate to my story mm. so you know that book uh the woman who run with the wolves <gasps> yes i love that book it's one of my okay. favorites yeah so this book is like that instead of telling you to make friends with your anger or telling you to make friends with your fear or telling mm -hmm. you to make friends with your shame. 
it's me telling you a story and really describing at a visceral level what I'm experiencing. So mm -hmm. I am your mirror, right? So you can be in my shoes and experience my breakthrough and translate that into your life so you can have a breakthrough in your relationship with shame, fear, anger, resentment, all of those things. Mm. I'm also really curious to hear because I know that you come from a, a medical background. You even mentioned, you know, MIT, like this whole science world. And so I'm just curious as far as like your journey of really tapping into like your spiritual self, your intuition, like what was that process like for you coming from this extremely scientific background to now like this whole world of just <laughs> energy and emotions and feelings? Yeah, thank you for that question because my first degree is computer science from MIT. Mm. And I always think about myself as a hacker. You know, a hacker is like, I don't care how I get there. Mm -hmm. If I get there, I get there, right? So for example, if I want to write some computer programming code, if it achieves the desired results, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter which algorithm I use as long as the program does what it says it does, right? Mm -hmm. So as a medical professional, when a client comes to me and said, Winnie, I can't see, I, I have decreased eyesight, or Winnie, there's liquid coming out of my ear, you know, I don't care if it's surgery, if it's like acupuncture herbs, or is it like a magic spell or, or <laughs> shadow work? Mm -hmm. if, if liquid stops coming out of your ear, I got the job done, right? <laughs> if, if you restore your eyesight, I got the job done. So mm -hmm. to me, it was really about, okay, um, I don't care how it gets done. If it gets done, it gets done. Mm. And so, you know, through empirical, um, well, I'm going to take the step back. So in traditional Chinese medicine, mm -hmm. the Yellow Emperor Classics, which has been around for thousands of years, it basically says anger is stored in the liver and liver opens in the eyes. Mm. So when somebody comes to me and said they have an eyesight problem, and the first question I say is, how long has it been? And then if they tell me three months, then I ask, okay, what is the thing that triggered the most amount of anger three months ago? Mm. And then they tell me a story. And then I work through, unpack that story of the anger. And then I ask them the questions. Do you want to be right about your anger? Do you want to continue your righteous anger and mm. maybe diminish your eyesight? Or do you want to have, see again? And then usually they say, I want to see again. I say, mm -hmm. good. So let's have a forgiveness practice, you know, because forgiveness is one of those controversial things. Some people think you need forgiveness to heal. And some people think you don't need forgiveness to heal. And I'm not here to say whether forgiveness is necessary or not, but empirically, you know, I have applied forgiveness to my clients who can't see. And in one session, she fully recovered her eyesight. She wow. said, Winnie, it was amazing. And I said, no, you are amazing. Wow. Okay, because I cannot make you forgive anyone, right? Only mm -hmm. you can forgive 
the person who hurt you and only you can forgive yourself, right? Because it takes two to enter a conflict, right? So mm -hmm. it's never just one person's fault, right? For there to be a conflict, for them to be anger, you said something, I said something, you said something, I said something. So mm -hmm. both ego were involved in having an argument. So it's really her healing herself because she chose to practice forgiveness. Mm. So all I'm doing as a guide, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, if you recovered your eyesight, good job to you because you mm -hmm. did it, mm -hmm. right? I, I couldn't have done the forgiveness practice for you because it doesn't work that way. Right, right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So That's such a good point. Yeah, exactly. So, and the same thing with ears, you know, one time I had a client, she had liquid coming out of her ears. And in Chinese medicine, we say that fear is stored in the kidneys and kidney mm. opens in the ears. Okay. Right? So, so same thing. I would ask her, how long has it been? Tell me about your greatest fear. Unpack that. And then I would help her cultivate trust, mm. right? Because trust is the opposite of fear. And, you oh, know, wow. and then I would help her connect to the source and download her, her strength, her light, her support, her foundation. So it's a combination Ooh. of connecting to the source and downloading the positive karma, the positive information. Oh, and a combination of like acupuncture and moving energy, all of that things, but also shadow work, right? Mm -hmm. Which no, is yeah. why. I was like, you know, I can heal or not heal, but guide people to heal themselves mm -hmm. one person at a time, or I can write a book so that everybody who writes the book can um, benefit. And one thing about shadow work is it's not safe to do it alone because what if you get stuck in the darkness? Mm. So that's why I created a course. You know, this course is you do shadow work, but literally I am a guide mm -hmm. I am holding your hand and I'm holding the light to make sure that as you walk through the darkness you don't get lost because mm -hmm. I'm holding your hand even if you can't see I am committed and personally responsible for making sure you come out of the tunnel mm, I love that I'm curious because I know you mentioned before you were like you kind of have like um like a medical intuitive yeah I would love if you don't mind just like a little snippet like what does that look like like even if like just for like my energy like what do you see like how does that process work okay uh here uh I just felt that it's sort of like between your heart and your throat and also a little bit in the third chakra for you um mm. so the story of how I cultivated medical intuition was well first I am a Chinese medicine doctor mm -hmm. and I thought well I can study Chinese medicine for another 400 years <laughs> I'm still a human being right we hear about misdiagnosis all the time right mm -hmm. doctors who misdiagnose or mistreat patients and I'm like you know what if I can just be connected to my guides and my guides just tell me what's going on with this person. Like, mm. why do I have to study another 400 years 
when imagine I can just have a big brother or a big sister and tell me, okay, Winnie, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if I cultivated medical intuition and I don't have to think, I just do like obey, you know, whatever Mm. my guides tell me I do. And so, and it's really funny because the way that I cultivated the medical intuition was I really manifested it. You know, I said, Hey, uh, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And then within, I think maybe nine months, it just came in like drip coffee. It it wasn't like instantaneous, but it's like a little drip, a little drip, a little drip. And so it was trusting the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I declared I wanted it. I don't know how and when it's going to show up, but you know, like a slow drip coffee. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, it became like a really reliable thing. And I also remember why I chose to focus on medical intuition because, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are really good psychics and they can tell you about past lives. And some people are really good at, you know, predicting the future. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people specialize in, you know, relationships and finances. And there, you know, one thing I learned is that we are all unique expression of the Tao, of the source. So what that means is, you know, Amikale, your gift, your intuition, your channel is a different channel than my channel. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be able to read past lives and predict the future. I just Mm -hmm. need to pick one thing to specialize. Mm. And my one thing is medical intuition. So, you know, people come to me, it's like, oh, I have eyesight problem, liquid coming out of my ear. So, so my gift is, you know, medical intuition. It also allows me a lot of joy to network and refer and make friends, right? Mm. So I have a lot of intuitive friends that I exchange services with. Oh, yeah. And also I can refer, oh, you want a past life reading? I know just the right person. You want Mm -hmm. to ask this question, relationship? I know this person. And so I don't need to be, know everything. Mm -hmm. I just need to be stepping in to what the source gave me as my gift. Mm, Wow. Oh, that was so powerful. Oh, wow. I love that. Okay, so quick question. You said you 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 see it in my heart, throat, a little bit of solar plexus. So exactly like what is it that you're seeing? I'm going to start with this because that's the first thing that hit me. Mm. So, you know, obviously, Amikale, you've got so much love and you are very open already. And then you have a podcast, so you mm-hmm. speak a lot already. So you are already perfect. <laughs> what is this? I feel is there is more potential to unlock your creativity. Mm. Um, that, you know, actually it's not that your heart isn't open or your throat isn't open. It's the, mm-hmm. the bridge between your heart and throat, right? So it's like, oh, I got so much love here and I can really speak my truth, but The bridge between these two is this creativity Mm -hmm. that you can really serve more 
if you allow yourself to be even more spontaneous. Mm, wow. You know, perhaps you don't need to schedule a call before the podcast. You can just jump right to it. You know, mm. you know, perhaps you can just trust that, okay, my podcast host is amazing. I'm amazing. I just have to show up. I don't mm. got to do no preparation question, nothing. Like I'm enough and they're enough. And th that's kind of how I feel about this. Mm. And then the third chakra is, okay, so it's kind of related to this. It's about receiving, mm. you know, um, allowing yourself to receive yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that before, just yeah. within my own, you know, internal thoughts and channelings and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, heard that. yeah. So, so yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. And you know, you're pretty spot on with the, with the, the throat and the heart. Cause I literally was in meditation maybe a couple of days ago and I heard that I was like, I need to figure out a way to bridge my heart, my throat chakra. Well, at first it was coming in really clearly, clearly the solar plexus to the heart chakra. Cause that's a lot of my trauma is solar plexus wounds and stuff. Um, and so I have noticed just over the years, how that has had an effect on my heart chakra. So yeah, it was really like trying to figure out how can I bridge the gap between my solar and heart chakra, but <sighs> okay. So what I feel for you is this is like a short-term project. Mm. You, can, you can get this done in one week if you want. Mm -hmm. And this is a more a long-term project. Okay. Yeah. So this is more your, the third chakra is more your core one. So yeah. just, just be patient with that. But this you can probably open in one week. Mm, okay. Thank you. Man, this has been such an amazing conversation, but we, we already knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for all the listeners out there, I really, from the bottom of my heart, wish that you would get the book and, you know, and if that speaks to you, check out my course where I can hold your hand and guide you through the shadow work. And if you're not ready, just join my free online community, Compassionate Transformation which mm -hmm. you can get from my website, uh, mindfulhealingheart.com. Awesome. And right now, before I get super duper busy, every mm -hmm. person who signs up gets a 20 minute uh, call with me. So you can oh. get your own reading, your own blessings. And, and then on an ongoing basis, after the initial welcome, you mm -hmm. can you can write to me every week about your challenges and problems. So every Wednesday I do a community blessing inside mm. uh, the container. Okay. And you, you know how we have, okay, new moon and Gemini and full moon and whatever, and yeah. like all these planets and retrograde. So imagine having the equivalent of astrology forecast, but like what is like the shadow that's coming up in the collective and mm. receiving the blessing to help you to boost you to help mm -hmm. you learn unconditional self-love so that happens every Wednesday so people can write to me I answer collectively you know what mm -hmm. needs to get done so yeah it's really um, the I say my teachers Master Shah says the purpose of life is to serve mm -hmm. and Master Rulin says the purpose of life is to experience love mm -hmm. so I would be so honored if you give me the opportunity to serve you 
and for me to experience your love. Oh, yes. I would love that. I would love that. Um, is this something that we need to schedule or how would that yeah, work? So when you, when you sign up for the online community and the welcome email, there should be like links to sign up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we'll definitely, we'll link all of this in the show notes as well. So that way people can find, find you and find out more about what you're, what you're offering and your services and the book. I'm definitely going to get the book. So I'm a huge advocate for shadow work. So I would love to re- to read your story and just to, and to just dig in even more around your perspective of shadow work. So that yeah. is, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll I'll have to uh, I'll email you. Oh my god, I finished the book, and <laughs> yeah, so we can love ourselves more than buying a bottle of lotion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your gifts, for sh- giving us a little snippet of you know, how, how you operate and what you have to offer. I think your story is so beautiful and your insight and your wisdom is so nourishing, super supportive. So thank you so much, Winnie, for coming on to the show. And I look forward to having you back again. This won't be the last time. Thank you so much. And thank you from the bottom of my heart to all the listeners who made it to the end. Hope to be on the show with you guys again soon. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Until next time. Hello, beautiful being. I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard in today's episode that really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review, letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time. Bye.